0: Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will you people welcome back don't. wake and rake podcast episode nine what a freaking week of baseball padres dodgers was everything that we could have hoped for um uh, aaron nola two hit shutout i say aaron because this is the second time we're recording this and i accidentally said austin nola.
1: <laughs> they would have never ever known danny
0: I ever had to, i had to call it out i can't just fake my <laughs> way through it will middlebrooks danny vietti and that was a fun week at basement I I'm still riding a high from that Padres Dodgers series I mean everything yeah, it felt like anything. it felt
1: like a postseason series honestly the talent's there the intensity there now we just need a full stadium uh there were a lot of Padres fans in Petco it wasn't it wasn't just uh Dodger blue which is especially when I played in, in San Diego there was a lot of Dodger blue there more than 50 percent that's not the case anymore the uh Padres just want to say, hey, man, we're not little brother anymore. And they, and they played their asses off. They did. But the Dodgers are just, they're just better. I mean, they're just a better team. Now, if you look, if you really want to dig into it, we the Padres outscored the Dodgers in regulation 11 to 10. They had that big, what was it, five run 12th inning? That's right. Which, I mean, they still won the series two to one, whatever. But I just thought that was a cool stat that they outscored them in regulation. Yeah. Yet they lost the series.
0: We'll Weird. get more we'll get more into it. We got a lot of Dodgers Padres We'll talk about the catch by Mookie. We'll get into some stats too. That maybe the Padres should actually feel better than just taking one and three. Maybe they should feel a little bit. We'll get into it. The Yankees are all of a sudden dog shit. That's five and ten, the worst record in the American League. And then the Oakland A's have won eight straight after losing their first six.
1: It's crazy. There's just some crazy stuff going on right now.
0: Yeah. Baseball, right? And then the Mariners. How about the Mariners, baby? They, they don't have the best record in the American League. I put it out, there the, the best record in the American League. Technically, the Royals of all teams have the best winning percentage in the American League. They're 9-5. and five. The Mariners, though, are tied with the Red Sox for the best, the most wins, excuse
1: me. Yeah, baby, my Sox.
0: Your Sox. And so we'll talk about the Sox. We'll talk about the Royals. We'll talk about the Mariners. We're going to do a little believer, non-believer, or hold. We'll ask my boy Brooksy here whether he's a believer or not with some of these surprising teams we kind of did a little bit with the reds last week we'll do it again this week because some teams have really bursted onto the scene san francisco giants by the way too right there
1: nice nice jersey i see that thank you yep
0: rowdy roundup let's start it off rowdy roundup presented by rowdy energy use promo code wake and rate to get 10 percent off and free shipping toward rowdy energy products look dodgers padres right off the top you already said it It was like a playoff series and by the way I had some people kind of mention me on Twitter saying, you know, Padres are acting as if this is a playoff series and and they're yeah. going balls to the wall. It's like, let's be real, the Dodgers are doing the same damn thing. They lined up their pitching staff for this series because they knew how important it was. So don't, don't say the Padres are little brother and they're just trying to, you know, take down big brother and and they're doing all they mm-hmm. can just to even play with these big boys. Like, no. Okay, this was a playoff series on both sides. Both sides were chirping. Kershaw was talking to Profar. Profar was talking to Kershaw. Like, it's both sides. So, don't say this was just Padres being, you know, trying to get little victories here. No, this was a playoff series on both sides.
1: Yeah, you had the bench bench clear. And was that the first night as well? That was the first night.
0: First night, baby. Right off the top. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> That was, uh, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, baby, here we go. I mean, the intensity was there for two weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. A little over two weeks. The intensity was there. It did feel like a playoff game, and it felt like every out mattered. Every pitch mattered, and it's okay if it's that important to the Padres because if they're treating it like the World Series, it's because they they know they need to win these games against the Dodgers if they want to have a chance at the division, and they think they're good enough and talented enough to win the division, so yes, they are going to treat these games like they're the biggest games of the year because at the time, they are, and they're against the best team in baseball, so you do... That's, that's one of the things too. When you're a team like the Dodgers, you have a huge target on your back. You're going to get the best from everyone you play, and that's why the Dodgers said, "Hey, Padres are one of this is that this should be a respect thing. Like we know how good the Padres are. That's why we lined our pitching up so we could beat you. They won the series two to one. It was a really tight series. Um, I love the pitching matchups. I thought I know we're going to crap on Snell because he didn't throw six innings again. How many times A 34 straight outings, I believe? 34 straight, but he threw well. It, 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 he threw really well. Two earned runs, two hits, seven Ks against the best lineup in baseball, in my opinion. Uh like one through nine. Um he hasn't, let's see. He had 10, 10 three ball counts into the fifth inning. That's why his pitch counts up. He he he's always been a three, a three ball count guy. He we saw that all last year, all into the postseason. And that's gonna give him get him up in the 80s, 90 pitches uh, at the fifth and sixth inning. And that's why he comes out. I, I understand that. He's gotta fill the zone. But I think one of the reasons he is so effective is because he is, we'll say effectively wild. And he that that curveball has got so much bite. He's gotta start it so high to get the strike. So if he, he wants it to come out and look like a heater, it will be below the zone. And guys are gonna take it for balls. He's gonna fall behind. That's just how he pitches. And um that's not a guy I want to be 3-2 against. It's not a guy I want to be 2-2 against it's just because he has such nasty stuff. And he's still effective, but he just throws a lot of pitches. So the pitching matchups were everything we wanted to see. Star-ish I was so shot. happy with that. Do I feel like it was a rivalry? I know, we, I know I said I don't think it's a rivalry yet. It's still not a rivalry yet, but it's starting to really, really feel like one.
0: Yeah, it's got to start somewhere. And by the way, yeah. the same people, yeah, this is a shout-out to, not a shout-out, this is to the fun police out there. The same people that are saying they're playing as if it's a world series are the same damn people that are like these players don't run down the first baseline. They just jog it out. They, they they get on players for not playing hard enough, but then when they actually do play hard, they they criticize them. So that's the last thing I'll say on how hard each of these teams played. And by the way, what a great product for baseball the fact that both of these teams did play as hard as they did. Mookie Betts laying out in center field. Oh, he had boy. diving plays all over the place. He had pro far in left field. He had Tatis, even though he ended up throwing the ball away. I mean, guys were laying their bodies out on the line. Machado was injured, yet he was still out there swiping bags. Yeah. And Machado is not known to be a yeah. tough guy. He was out there laying his body out on the line. He played every single game after he was injured.
1: It meant a lot to these guys, man. And, and like you said, that's really good for product of baseball and – just for the eyes of the fans who, you know, it, I mean, we're on social media a lot. We see all oh, these players are soft guys. Don't play hard. They don't run hard. Everybody. I didn't see anybody dog one thing this entire series. And that's, I mean, I expected that. I expected mm-hmm. I expected guys to play like it was a postseason game because it might be, it might end up being one actually.
0: So you said an interesting point. You brought up an earlier point. Um, the Padres actually outscored the Dodgers in regulation in the Mm -hmm. first nine innings, which is true because the Dodgers had that five run 12th inning game one. I got another point to add. The Padres had 35 different opportunities with runners in scoring position. They hit just seven for 35. That's a 200 batting average with runners in scoring position. Was that the Dodgers? Meanwhile, the Dodgers, meanwhile, were six for 23 for a 260 batting average. So the Padres actually had 12 more opportunities with runners in scoring position than the Dodgers did. They just didn't cash in. And by the way, in game one, that game doesn't go to extra innings if Tatis doesn't throw that ball away to unearned run score. So if you're thinking glasses half full, if you're the Padres right now, you're thinking we had wasted opportunities all weekend long. Our pitching was phenomenal all week. Ryan Weathers, shout out to the 21-year-old oh, 20,
1: 21. Kid.
0: Incredible. First career start, yeah, shut him down. Very, yeah. very, very good uh, showing from Weathers. And then Darvis showed out. The one run before Turner's homer in game two was a walk to Kershaw. Right. So the pitching matchups were there. So if you're Padres and you look at the glasses half full, your opportunities were there. Which,
1: why it, are you throwing I Kershaw 2-2 and 3-2 breaking ball, by the way? Good question. With Mookie Betts on deck. It's a good question. I'm going to throw a heater middle-middle and just take my chances. Take See how far you can hit this, Kersh. I don't want to face Mookie.
0: I think Darvish at this point in his career, he's so crafty that sometimes he outthinks himself because he can do whatever he wants. Well,
1: so I played with him in Texas. He actually said he has better control of his slider than he does the fastball. I believe that. So that's why I was like, okay, like maybe he still feels that way. And that's why he threw that there because he felt like he could stay like backdoor. And he's really good at that backdoor breaking ball. And it just missed below the zone a little bit. But he used to say, hey, I like, I, I have better control of my breaking ball, which is interesting. Game
0: two. Let's get into game two. Um, There's a lot to talk about from game one, but let's go into the the nuances that was game two. So let's start with Profar, because I want to get your perspective as a hitter. (laughs) Profar sticking his bat out, and he ended up getting catcher's interference. It was initially called a strikeout. Kershaw initially struck him out. Upon review, they called it catcher's
1: interference.
0: Your thoughts?
1: I got that as George W. Bush League. (laughs) (laughs) hey man that was trash i agree with kershaw uh and number one the rule is a little hazy there they they were so you can review that yet the rule is it if it alters the hitter's path to the to hitting the baseball Mm -hmm. the the different wording but that's what came out of my mouth so the ball was already in the glove before his bat would have hit the ball yep so how was that catcher's interference? His swing was so late. That was a 100% e-swing. Emergency! Oh my God, that's a strike. I'm gonna try to foul this off. Or maybe he did try to hit the glove. I've I've never heard of anyone actually trying to hit the glove. Although I played with Jacoby Ellsbury, who was a master, <laughs> master. He had he stood in the very back of the box, and he had a super deep like. Path, anyways but he would smoke catchers in like the forearms he wouldn't even hit their glove <laughs> it was so bad catchers would stay back it was weird but it wasn't on purpose it really looked like it but i highly doubt in that moment that he could purposely do that and think that fast mm-hmm. i think it was just yeah. a oh shit that's a strike i gotta foul this off moment especially
0: Honestly. Pre-pitch. You pre-pitch, you're not thinking I'm going to hit the catcher. You're thinking I'm going to try and hit this ball. You that's coming. approach
1: at and off. you're trying to, like, look for a pitch and hit it.
0: Well, especially against one of the greatest pitchers in the game, that is Clayton Kershaw. You're not thinking about trying to hit the glove when you can't even hit the ball.
1: The, the thing, too, is, like, now this is me being a little bit old school, but when Kershaw looked at him and was like, that's a bullshit swing, that's a bullshit swing, and then Profar's like, get the f- out of here. Get the f- out here. Go sit down. Like, hmm pump the brakes there jerkson
0: yeah he was embarrassed let's be real he he knew he embarrassed
1: he got on base
0: he, but he knew you can i don't see- care how
1: embarrassed you are you're looking at a first belt hall of famer and he's telling you like what everyone in the stadium everyone on the field is thinking is that yeah, that was he shouldn't be on first base for that kershaw is a competitor a so is so is pro far so it got heated because they're just competitive and kershaw was pissed because he gets awarded he made a great pitch he struck him out and he gets awarded first base so he was pissed off about that and and that's another reason we're saying these guys really really cared in the series because mm-hmm. if that happens against the rockies i doubt either team gives a shit yeah honestly not that much right exactly exactly um so i think that was just uh emotions running high but just pipe down a little bit jerks that's that's respect the man that's all i'm going to say on that
0: so i think like i said earlier i don't think pre-pitch you're ever trying to intentionally hit a glove that said i think in the heat of the moment in the heat of battle sometimes your subconscious can take over and so at the very last second i could see a player not necessarily pro far but any you know competitor the very last second just kind of quickly take a stab at it like your subconscious just works so quickly so i think just
1: trying to foul it off
0: Maybe trying to foul it off. Maybe he thought – That's like,
1: what we call an oh-shit swing or an e-swing. Oh-shit right. or e-swing, emergency swing. Like, oh, just touch it, foul it off, get lucky. Yeah. He was looking off speed. He got heater and, and was like just caught late. Just tried to get a little something-something on it and he took the Rawlings patch off of homeboys getting it. I think it's kind of
0: funny too that the, the players that really hurt the Padres, they weren't the Dodgers stars. It was – in the first game it was Rayleigh hit the bomb it was Seeger in the 12th inning later on but it really wasn't oh, stars. So, so ironically cooled
1: off a little bit Seeger cooled off a little bit
0: huh uh, well until the 12th inning but it was funny that it, it was I just mean in it was general but yeah it was kershaw and turner the two old dudes that are still doing it for him that are still killing him
1: they're leaders they're leaders. leaders always rise to the top in big games yeah these guys have been in big games back. before right so it's like nothing the, the the turn or the phrase there's no moment too big there's no game too big no moment too big that's what it was these this your your studs your your leaders your veterans always tend to rise to the top of those situations.
0: you and alana on our last show both predicted that the dodgers would two, win two out of three and they did
1: our bad
0: How about Mookie's play? Before we move on, we're going to get into the the Yankees. We'll get into Oakland. we got a lot of teams to touch on. Mm -hmm. But your thoughts on it was a 10% catch probability. Shout out Sarah Langs for that stat. 10% catch probability. The jump this dude got. By the way, for those listening on uh, the podcast platforms, we're going to be available on Apple Podcasts very soon. Just got an update from them sometime this week. So that's Oh, it's really cool. good to
1: know, Danny. Eh? You never told me that. Thank you. I,
0: it just kind of pops up my head. And then secondly, if you aren't listening on the podcast, you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> I'm going to be putting up these clips as we're talking about these different subjects so you can get more of a visual look. So the Mookie Betts play, the, the jump this kid got in center field is incredible. And, it, and it's, it's so odd because you look at the Dodgers pre-Mookie, and it was like, what does this team really need to win a World Series? Do they really need a guy like Mookie Betts, the top, a top two, three player in the bigs? But all of a sudden, Mookie comes over. And game and game again, it's like Mookie's the difference maker.
1: He was in the postseason, too. Think of the defensive mm-hmm. plays he made. And wasn't he in right? He was playing right. it
0: oh, yeah. normally had belly and center, but belly was out this weekend.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. Mookie's in right. And he remember in the postseason, he made those two. He made a diving play. He had a catch dropping up on the wall. He's just a difference maker, man. That's why he's, I mean, that's why he's as rich as he is. They, They don't pay just anybody.
0: That play in center field, somebody, I don't remember who sent this out, but it was kind of a reaching San Diego fan. They were like, was this really a catch? And all the comments were like, it was a catch. Like people, even Padre fans, anybody, like you can't not like Mookie Betts you can't not uh, so so a lot of the people like
1: There's nothing to dislike about like it
0: like if there were if it was a dislikable character who made that catch people would have been like oh he dropped it he faked that catch that's not a, but people were like mm-hmm. mookie made that catch
1: Roger Dorn in center yeah
0: yeah mookie made that catch
1: he that's caught hard. it in his palm too I, that ball just stuck i don't know how that was that was impressive the catch itself wasn't impressive it was the jump and the amount of ground he was able to cover in that little amount of time incredible and take the correct angle. Like that's a line drives. I've played a little bit of outfield, not center. I played some left, but like when balls are hit on line, you have, like your depth perception of like, how hard is that actually hit? You're going off sound. You're going off just exit velo. That's tough, dude. Mm. And I mean, he, he is like, what do they call route efficiency? That's what I'm looking for. His route efficiency looks like it had to be perfect. 10% catch probability, but how do you just know the perfect spot? I guess that's why he's one of the best in the game. He just knew the exact spot he needed to get to like that. Insane. All right. Well, if you
0: miss the first three, we got another three coming up this next week. So yeah, and we got, let me do the math there. 12 more after that. 13. And,
1: and this weekend we got Angels Astros, which I'm kind of, I think will be a good series as well. Yeah. Because those guys are going to be battling for the top of the division as well. So.
0: West Coast, the best coast. I'm telling you, best baseball. Hey, history. right
1: now, right now, you're, you ain't lying. You ain't. Let's
0: go to the East Coast, and let's talk about why the East Coast is not the best coast, and that's because the New York Yankees have the worst record in the American League. <clears throat> this is the latest they've had the worst record in the American League since 1997, which is kind of good news for them because they ended up three-peating right around that time. Right. So True. <laughs> if you're looking for a good omen, I <clears throat> guess that's it but if you're new york here's my thing with new york before i get to your reasoning why they're struggling so much my thing with new york is they might figure out their stuff they might you know aaron judge might be healthy and and Giancarlo carlo might start hitting the ball and and their pitching staff might start pitching well but they're boring as shit man (laughs) i don't like the product that they bring to the table i think they're very old-fashioned
1: that's the thing. That's exactly what it is.
0: And I don't like watching the Yankees. And this isn't this this year. I'm not I'm not basing this off their five and ten start. I'm basing this off of the past two three years. I just don't like their product. It's not fun. Like when I turn on a Yankees game, I'm not glued to the TV like I am the Dodgers, the Padres, the White Sox. Is it
1: because they're not flashy?
0: Yeah, like I think the Red Sox are more entertaining than the Yankees.
1: I mean, that's just my, that's with, my yeah, personal opinion.
0: I mean, you know, that's just, that's just me. I I just don't like these
1: are known for being that old school first class, no facial hair. Don't pimp homers unless it's a game winner, put your head down and run. That's just who they are, but it's only, it only comes across as a good product when they're winning. Right. Right. Or when Aaron judge is on the field and hitting 300 and hitting three homers a week. Or when Stanton's not hitting 150 or Hicks is not hitting 130. like It's just uh, none of that is fun for baseball in the era we're in right now where it's bad flips and flash and swag. And they're not allowed to have any of that, really. Uh, And they're playing shit baseball. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think their lineup is struggling. I I think their lineup will pick it up. But where I don't think it picks up is – they're only getting serviceable innings and productive outings from Cole and Montgomery mm-hmm. outside of that. I mean, we knew coming in question marks with Kluber handful of innings, 30 some odd innings in the last two seasons because of injury. Jamison Tyone coming off a second. TJ don't know what you're going to get there. Domingo hermont great spring training sucked at the beginning of the season. Sent him to the alternate site. I think Debbie Garcia is probably who comes up, fills that role. Great stuff. Dog shit command. Um, we'll see. He's got good stuff. If he can throw strikes, he's good. But um, at what point is Cashman not on the phone, which he probably already is, thinking, who wants to make a trade? I need a pitcher.
0: Because you're the New brought,
1: York Yankees. Maybe they should have brought back Tanaka. They should have, but I, at that asking price, I don't think. I that. So this brings me to the whole – they made a point to stay under the luxury tax. That's why they didn't bring back Tanaka. They couldn't afford him under the tax, the the tax threshold. But they so,
0: decided to bring on Kluber.
1: Yeah, but Tanaka was going to cost them more than 11.
0: Maybe. they. I, I think they prioritized a guy like Corey Kluber than Masa.
1: I, I think it was a, a numbers thing, honestly. I think Masa wanted a, a two-year deal, and that's probably why. Two year, and I don't think they wanted. To, I think I think they might have given him a one year deal, but I mean Kluber. I saw the video of Kluber's bullpen that all the scouts try. It was, he was perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. Yeah, like I understand, but like eleven mil for a guy who, <clears throat> you just you don't know. <laughs> could he be a Cy Young guy again? Yeah, he could, but there's a lot bigger chance that he's not. Mm-hmm. And I think if he. It's trash all year, but they get to the postseason and he makes two or three really good postseason starts. All of a sudden, the eleven mil was worth it. That's between, the Yankees for you, though.
0: Between Kluber and Tyone, fourteen earned runs and eighteen and two thirds. Not is gonna say get that again. Fourteen earned runs, eighteen and two thirds innings pitched.
1: Diablo, that's uh, not break. what you're looking for from your uh, two and three. Or I don't even know if they're two. And three. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they are. They're two and three. That's how they started the year. What's your panic meter when it comes to New York out of 10
0: on a scale of one to 10? What's your panic meter? Panic
1: at me? right now too early
0: to panic. So what, you know, where are you at? Seven set. That's pretty high.
1: Yeah, it is. They have some, they have issues.
0: They do have issues. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I would panic now f- patch the hole, fix it i guarantee cashman is trying to make a trade somewhere yeah to bring another arm he, you can't lean on Devi <laughs> like hey Devi, we know uh you tend to throw a lot more balls and strikes and get most games you pitch in but we need you to step up and be our number four right now and carry us yes. nah nah he's a great he's a great back end to to have there if you need him but they need a number three they need to go get a trade for a number three somehow. And I, I don't think it's going to happen.
0: The Max Scherzer to New York rumors are already. Oh, of course. Sure.
1: Or Max Scherzer to our next team we're about to talk about. If you're ready. Of course I'm ready.
0: Oakland? I told you Max Scherzer is going to be in American League West uniform. I can
1: that's, I that's, can that's, close my eyes and see him just like growling, I, I, foaming at I, the I, mouth I, and throwing a game trying to win. The, yeah, like trying to win the division for the Oakland A's.
0: See, I picture him when I picture him because probably because I just knocked over my microphone. That's how excited I am. When I picture Max Scherzer, it's probably because he's already wearing a red uniform. I picture him in an Angels uniform. I see him in red and white. That's just me. Oakland Ace. They went 0-6 to start their season. They've now won eight straight. Mitch Moreland is second walk-off hit in the last week. Mitchie two bags coming up with Mitchie walk-off. So Oakland's looking Dog's barking in the back. He's, he's, I don't know if you guys heard that. A dog is like, my dog Melky back here is hyped up for the age right now.
1: Melky. Oh, oh. Melky, have you tested your dog for BEDs?
0: Okay. The reason I named him, you know, a little background on Melky here. The reason I named him Melky is because I got him when Melky Cabrera was an all-star with the San Francisco Giants. He was in line for the batting title. Then about two months after I got my dog, Melky got popped. Melky Cabrera got popped for PEDs.
1: So you you could have changed the name, honestly. I could have, yeah. It's a good dog name.
0: I considered Buster. I considered Buster.
1: Now would you go with Gabe? For Kapler? (laughs) Gabe the babe.
0: Hashtag higher Gabe. What are your thoughts on Oakland and and their resurgence?
1: Uh well, I wasn't panicked when they were 0 6. We talked about this. I said I thought they'd snap back because they always do. (laughs) They're always in the mix, dude. They're always in the mix. They've won 9 to ten, eight straight, started out 0-6. And in that 0-6 span, there were five games they had, or six games they had six or less hits or one or two runs in that 0-6 start. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell me? They ain't hitting. Well, now they are. They're hitting some taters too. Do you have how many taters do they have this during the win streak? One 5 fifteen. Fifteen. Great stat. Well, let's look at their scheduling too. They went Houston, who Houston started the season really hot. Yeah. All right. Then they went Dodgers. We know how good they are. Houston again. Played better that series. Took two or three, I believe. Then they went Arizona. Poop. Detroit, poopy. And then the next couple of weeks they got a they got a couple uh, series against Baltimore who does, they're not bad they're competitive actually but they're not Houston they're not the, the the Dodgers they're I said we can go back and listen I said let's look up May 2nd like early first week sometime in May and they're going to be 500 or above 500
0: that's an in-depth analysis like that's your CBS Sports HQ talent Poopy Poopy how, how the A's been the first
1: poopy. Am I wrong?
0: That's what you get paid to do. Poopy.
1: I would never say that on, on that show. <laughs> but this is my show and I could be myself. Excuse right. me, our show. Sorry about that.
0: Sean Murphy's still not hitting the ball yet. Uh, Jed Lowry is just finding his way once again. Like that guy puts on an Oakland A's uniform and he rakes. <laughs> he didn't play Isn't that played, weird. Played nine games with New York in total in two years and <laughs> he's hitting 360 this year.
1: Is he still wearing the minor league like double flap helmet?
0: I I don't know yet. I haven't checked that out yet.
1: No. Yeah, they haven't really aired many Oakland games.
0: I've been keeping my eye on. I'm always keeping my eye on Oakland. You know I'm NorCal biased.
1: I I well uh, that's why I asked you. I thought you might know. Um, so to answer your question, Oakland will be in the mix for this division with Houston and with almost at Anaheim. We don't say that anymore the angels los angeles angels um it's going to be a, a three-horse race i don't think seattle's going to hold on to what they're doing right now and texas is not good
0: they're doing this all with the struggles of Lazardo persisting too. lizardo yeah, that's like they're on one lizardo. elite
1: in my opinion they're one arm that has a capability of being an elite
0: ace yeah just lizardo. he has yeah, the stuff
1: he just uh He's just getting behind, man. If you watch him pitch, he's 1-0, 2-1, 3-1 a lot. So, I don't care how nasty your stuff is. If 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 I know you're going to throw me a fastball because you need a strike, I am gonna I'm, I can hit it. It doesn't matter how hard, how nasty it is. If I know it's coming, I can hit it. So, and that's coming from a career like 230 hitter. So, that's the thing. He's got to get ahead. He's got to throw first pitch strikes, and then he can get nasty. He can get nasty if he can get it if he could just get ahead. You're not going to get swinging misses when you're behind the count. It's as simple as that for him. Get ahead and you're going to be successful. But they don't have good arm. They don't have, sorry, I shouldn't say that. They don't have great arms. I mean, Bassett's really good at home. Manaya, Montas, Montas, Frankie Montas. Mm-hmm. Is it Montas or Montas?
0: Frankie Montas.
1: Montas. Okay. Uh face him in the minor leagues. He throws like 140. With movement, too. <laughs> he's nasty, dude. Yeah, he's has some down to it. Um, they have really they have, I think, above average and above average rotation. But you're gonna have to you gotta score runs. You can't you can't play uh like two to one baseball. Mm-hmm. Like your your pitching isn't good enough to hold good lineups down like Houston, Anaheim. Dodgers like you have to play those teams Padres you you're not going to be able to play two to one three to two baseball you're going to have to score six seven runs to win ball games so that's why they struggled so much out of the gate. they weren't hitting now they are now they're winning baseball games because there's not enough pressure on these guys to be perfect in the start they don't have a closer either let's not forget Hendricks he got shipped out to the White Sox so those close games aren't going to be very comfortable when you don't have Liam Hendricks
0: Uh, They've really shored up their defense, too. They are. did. They have the least amount of errors in the American League. And a lot of those errors, I believe it's five, came in that first week. Elvis
1: Elvis can pick it. He just hasn't been hitting. He's he's picking it up a little bit, but I don't know where his average is.
0: Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask Brooksie here if he's a believer or is he a non-believer when it comes to the Mariners, Red Sox, a couple other teams coming up next. Welcome back. Wake and break. By the way, 20% off. At Mammoth Coolers, all you got to do is use promo code WakenRake. Mammoth Coolers, you get twenty percent off off their product. If you're wondering what they do exactly, they're kind of like a Yeti to yeah. product. tough. So it's to exactly. it's just—it's
1: just as good, not quite as expensive. Yeah. I have—I mean, you can't see it down here. I have a massive cooler. I take like out on a boat. We we'll take on road trips. They make tumblers, you know, to drink out of. They have soft coolers. I—I I love them. They're good stuff. Mammoth Cooler, 20% off.
0: Believer, non-believer, or hold? Let's start it off. Brooksy, are you a believer, non-believer, or are you holding on the Seattle Mariners who have the most wins in the American League? type?
1: Yeah, I'm a non-believer. I just don't think they have... Hater. Huh? Hater. I'm not a hater. You asked my opinion. Um, I just don't think they sustain this. I think the division... It's mainly because of how the division is built and how strong the division is. Mm-hmm. I think there's three teams that are going to fight for that lead between Oakland, Houston, and uh, the Angels. And I just don't think – I think they're young. I still think they're pretty green. Um, Just lack a lot of, like, veteran presence on that team. I mean, they have Seager, but I don't know. They're, I just feel like they're pretty young, uh, and that's what's making me not be a believer. I do love what they're doing. They're, they're a solid ball club, but I just don't think they sustain that for 162.
0: Shout out Mitch Haniger, who's come back from injury and has just been hitting the crap out of it.
1: I love his swing.
0: This is, these stats are coming into Sunday, but he's hitting 328 with four bombs, 11 rubies, and he was coming back after two years of essentially missing two straight seasons. He was an all-star before that. Mitch hanniger has been raking. Yeah, their rotation is – you just don't really I UC Kikuchi's look much, much better. Chris Flexen, who they signed out of overseas, he's been really good too. So yeah. is it sustainable? I don't know, but I like the Mariners. They're exciting. The C T Mobile Park up there, it's loud, man.
1: Those fans. Oh, it are- is. It's a fun place. Best batter's eye in baseball, by the way. It's a huge batter's eye and it's like matte black. It's not just painted like regular black, like most of them. Mm-hmm. It's matte black. So when the sun shines in there, it doesn't glare off of it. So the shadows aren't. They're not as bad there when you're playing, like, day games, like the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Sometimes there's a line in the field. Right. You still get that, but most of the time the sun is shining on the batter's eye and it's super bright and you can't pick up the ball. You don't get that there.
0: What's what's the worst place to hit visually, optically?
1: For shadows?
0: All the above, shadows, background, like –
1: even pitching something like for me i had said dude honestly fenway could be tough on some day games because they would only put that tarp they put that tarp in center mm-hmm. field which righties would throw at it out of it so lefties would be good and i'd be good against righties but lefties would come out of the like, the people right and it's like all these the white people. t-shirts i'm like where strike cool all right definitely um yeah next Hang believer
0: on. non-believer I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say but believer non-believer a hold on the Boston Red Sox
1: so both Ooh, I'm gonna hold oh. I, actually I, I I'm gonna hold I'm not totally sold because I don't really trust their starting pitching yet mm-hmm. um I they're a fun team they're having fun they got hot they have Xander Bogart who I think is one of the best shortstops in baseball they have two Swiss Army Knives uh and Kike and Marwin. Yeah. which that's huge when you're building lineups. It's huge going 162 when guys get hurt. And if those guys are healthy, you can plug them in wherever you need. And they can play two weeks at one position if you need them to, if someone's hurt. Uh, they can both play shortstop. They can both play center field. Like they can both play first. That's that's such an advantage uh, for them. But they're getting productive outings out of Nick Pavetta, which is at the – he's their five, I believe. Right. So he was the one that they had the most question marks with. Yeah, Martin
0: Ivaldi Eo, per- Pavetta. This is according to Baseball Reference, and, and keep in mind rotations nowadays they don't they really have numbers attached to them. Right. But um, Ivaldi Pavetta, Garrett Richards, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Martin Perez.
1: Okay. So okay, he's he in their minds he's not their number two. That's just how it lined up because of Eddie's dead arm mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. But um, and then they're gonna sail back hopefully in June probably get 10, 12 starts out of them. If it, That's very optimistic of me, uh, say 10 to 12 starts, but he could be himself. I watched him throwing, playing catch the other day, and it looks the same. It doesn't look like he changes mechanics and all that. So excited to see him back. Um, their offense is hitting right now. J.D. Martinez is back. He bangs. It's good. He I mean, he was hit 200 last year, so it's good to see him back in almost – a. I mean, he's got – I don't even know what his numbers are right now, honestly. This is the last time I looked at his numbers, it was like three or four days ago.
0: J.D.'s in 367. With, this is coming into Sunday. 367, five dingers,
1: 17. Riddies. Okay, so he, the last couple of days, yeah, I don't think he's got it because he was hitting like 450.
0: Yeah, he sucks. He's only hitting 367. Trash.
1: No, but um, as a whole, their lineup they're, – they're just playing good baseball right now. The bullpen – Audovino hasn't been great. He's been okay. But Matt Barnes has been flat-out nasty at the the back end. So, um, can they sustain it? I'm going to hold because I don't know. I think if the Yankees continue to suck, that helps a lot. But I see the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays kind of very equal as far as win total, which is low to mid-80s. So, if the Yankees continue to suck, that helps everybody out um Baltimore is actually they can still beat you <laughs> we saw that they swept the Red Sox to start the year so they're competitive they're not just going to roll over and die either um but yeah the, a lot of the division it's I still think the Yankees end up winning the division right now it's early I think their lineup figures it out and and can carry some of the average pitching in between Cole and Montgomery um, and I think the lineup just has to pick it up, period.
0: Yeah, it's been 15 games. Every team goes through a 15 game. Yeah, but this right. is
1: that's that's why we get paid to do what we do is to overreact. Right. <laughs> it's fun because that's what fans do, and that's what we do. And it's fun to talk about. So, um, I'm going to hold on the Red Sox, really like them. I want to believe in them. I'm just not there yet.
0: One note about Boston that might give you pause they have the highest batting average on ball and play at 339. Babip. Which which is one of your favorites. So, and after that's so the Washington Nationals at three twenty nine. The Nationals are not exactly.
1: They stink.
0: Great. So, point being, I think it's a good idea to hold on the Red Sox because I think they're outperforming. Let's Correct. see what happens when the law of averages works itself out. Believer, non-believer, or hold on the Kansas City Royals, who have the best winning percentage in the American League.
1: We've liked the Royals since the beginning of the season. Yeah. You were very high on them. You said, hey, look out for them. They're going to be good. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. You're right. You're right. To so this point, you've been – I mean, you've nailed it. They look good, man. They're, they're like a fun team to watch, too. They're scrappy. I love that. I like saying they're scrappy. But that's what they are. Um, I don't think they have enough to compete with the Twins and the White Sox through a whole season.
0: So, you're a non-believer.
1: I'm a non-believer. I just don't think they're there yet. I think they have the talent. Mm-hmm. I think they're going true like small market talent right now. But
0: you're um, waiting for a boy Bobby Witt to come up. I know it,
1: bro. I love me some Bobby Witt.
0: Bobby Dahlbeck and Bobby Witt. Like I picture you. Like if you had a locker, you would have posters and pictures of Bobby Witt and Bobby. You put me
1: right in between the Bobs.
0: Yeah, you love Bobby.
1: Dude, I'm a big Bobby guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love Bobs.
1: Hey, Bobby Witt is nasty. All right, whenever they're done messing with his service time, let's get him up, all right?
0: They did not mess with his service. He hasn't had that bat in the minor leagues.
1: <laughs> I'm just talking shit because I can. Um, I just want to see him in the big leagues because I think he he belongs there. I think talent is ready. Like, what else, that you, what else do you need from him? Does he need to be more seasoned, like – put him in the show, sell his jerseys, and give him a better number than 84. Didn't he wear like 84 in spring training?
0: Yeah, he did. But let me ask you this. I want to say this and not be insensitive toward minor league players, but this question has been kind of circling in my mind lately, especially with service manipulation. What if major league baseball just – and I don't want this. I love minor league baseball. But what if major league baseball just went away with minor league? And they had, like, a G League type thing. Ah, no. They just had, like, a development league. So, for, like, one team, and and you fill those – because, look, the people I talk to within the minor leagues, the minor leagues are great, and it's good. You know, you get income for different cities, and it's great. But 90% of those players are holding spots to create a competitive environment for the actual top prospects. They're not there to make the big league team.
1: Right. I think it's just – uh developing players dude. I think honestly it takes there's not I mean there's a ton of people that make the big leagues that aren't Bobby Witt there's like people don't have talent like that guys develop over years and I think working yourself up a ladder and progressing in talent level as you get better and better improve yourself is very good for developing baseball players not only physically but mentally Just my opinion. I think minor leagues is great for – I don't think you should get rid of it. No, I don't. I think it's part of what makes baseball great is because the big leagues is considered baseball heaven if you're a baseball player. If you don't have to grind to get there, it's like it's not as good. Yeah. If you don't play several years in A-ball eating peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and fluff sandwiches pregame for six straight months – or going to 1 a.m. Applebee's because they're open and just eating whatever you can uh, on your $12 of meal money every day. It's like you got to grind through that and then you get to the show. It is all worth it. But it also – it puts the big leagues on a pedestal, which it should be. So, I I, I don't know. I'm rambling now, but I just – getting rid of the minor leagues would be terrible for developing players. I agree. On multiple levels.
0: I will say this. I, I couldn't agree more. That said, I think we baby some of these top prospects. Of course they do. Pull them up. Like you don't need to start Bobby Witt Jr. in low A ball. God, I'm using. You see, what's crazy? The,
1: you know what's crazy though is some of these guys like that. They'll perform better in the big leagues than they do in A ball.
0: It's weird. Some well, some guys just development develop differently, you know. Greg Gardner was a walk on and called to Charleston. He they, they didn't want him on the team. He talked his way onto the team. He ends up becoming a MLB, you know, World Series champ with the Yankees and their team yeah. year, So
1: Dude, A ball, the minor leagues are like when you would go down and do a rehab assignment in triple, even triple A or double A. It's it's tough because number one, you're a big leaguer there, you're getting everyone's best, and you're you haven't played in a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the pitchers have just as good stuff in the minor leagues. They just don't have control. And that makes you so uncomfortable as a hitter. I remember I would go down on like rehab assignments and you're thinking, oh, you're all right, even going to play a ball. Like there's 18 year old Dominican throwing 100, but he'll hit the backstop and then dot you up down in a wide next pitch. And it's so uncomfortable. You know, the big leagues, they're going to be around the zone. At like you're ready to hit you're not worried about losing your life, (laughs) you know? So it's like, it's hard to go down. So he probably, he will probably perform better at a higher level than. Right. A ball. It makes it's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We rambled way too long there, but believer, non-believer, let's get back to where our discussion point here, believer, non-believer hold on the Philadelphia Phillies who, by the way, Aaron Nola two-hit shutout 10 Ks against St. Louis. If you don't think he's an ace, look at your numbers. Game what complete game complete game shutout pitchers since 2017 with 110 or more starts 750 or more strikeouts and less than a 330 era jacob de this is since 2017 jacob de garrett cole aaron nola end of list he's an ace
1: folks i mean i played in spring training with him in 2018 he's maybe the most laid-back human being i've ever met in my life you, you walk down the street, you would never know. He's one of the nastiest guys in the big leagues. Yeah, that was good to see. Love that guy. I'm a I'm a believer. Believer of believer. the Phillies.
0: Um we need a little like button, like believer.
1: We'll work on that. Down. We need we
0: need sound effects on that show. That's what we need.
1: Listen, we're we're th- we're um, we're not even three weeks in all right to this podcast. We will have all kinds of stuff by the end. You know what
0: I'm gonna do? There's an Imagine Dragons song called "Believe." Believe it's like "Believer, Believer." I'm gonna add that in post-production to this podcast.
1: Can't I? Can't wait for that. Um. So the Philadelphia Phillies, the lineup's been there. Lineup's very good. The starting pitching uh, has been surprisingly pretty good. Zach Eflin's looked good. Um. Uh, but their their issue was their bullpen. They have one of the worst bullpens in baseball last year. We now got Archie Bradley. Uh, why why am I blanking on this other name?
0: Alvarez? Jose Alvarez?
1: Yes, yes, yes. The super sinker lefty. Jose Alvarado. Right. It Alvarado? Alvarado. I, I knew you were talking about Alvarado. Yeah, he was with the Rays. So, uh, all of a sudden, their bullpen looks decent, so they're able to be in close games, late innings, and hold a lead or uh, stay close. Like, that's huge, man. When your bullpen, you know your bullpen can go out and not give up five runs. That's such advantage to your offense to know, okay, if we go score a couple of runs, we can win a big league ball game here. Um, and that was the biggest thing was shearing up that bullpen because that was, that hurt them so bad the last couple of years, last three years, really. Um, so I'm a believer. And, and, and I think they are just as capable of winning this division as the Mets and the Braves right now, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, now there's a lot of things that can shake out injuries, all that that goes, Um, into a full season but right now it's a flip of a coin (laughs) who can win this Mm -hmm. Um, and I love we we knew that was going to happen in this division I don't think I thought the Phillies would be this good but is it sustainable I think the Mets will get much better than they have been they've still been playing good baseball but I think the Mets are going to really make a step forward in this division, and I think the Phillies will be right there. I th- Honestly, just like the, the AL West, it's going to be a three-team race, and the Phillies are going to be in the mix for the division.
0: I'll sleep on my Marlins.
1: Um, I'm going to sleep on your Marlins.
0: Last one. Believer non-believer a hold on the San Francisco Giants, who are ahead of the Padres in the division, by the way. Yeah, no one.
1: Do you want to answer this for me?
0: I'm not making the case that they're better than the Padres. I'm just okay. simply saying they're the Boston Red Sox of the West Coast.
1: Yeah, I can go. I can. Okay, I like that.
0: You bloom know, Heimbloom and and Franz Zaidi—they're two guys that rely on analytic. You know, they, they get <sighs> every time you say
1: Zaidi, it makes me want like pasta. Yeah, let me get a bowl of Zaidi, some Alfredo sauce, a, a bowl of far. I would love a bowl of Farhan Zaidi. um i'm not a believer i do think i'm glad they're competitive just for like the california rivalries going on Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm not a believer i just i just don't think they have the talent to keep up with the dodgers and the padres Mm -hmm. period i love that they're i love that they're playing good ball i i honestly um haven't paid much attention to them I haven't really looked at their schedule. How's their strength of schedule been?
0: So their wins have come against mostly Colorado, who's not a good team. Yet yeah, they beat the Padres two out of three times. I
1: remember that. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, who else did they beat? Oh, Cincy, Cincinnati. Thank you, Cincinnati. And then they they beat Cincinnati two out of three. So,
1: okay, so they beat some good teams. Yeah,
0: some good teams, some bad teams mixed in. And was then Cincy lost.
1: at home? Does it say? It was at home. Yeah, dude. East Coast to West Coast. Every time we would go on like a 10 day West Coast trip, we'd lose like seven or eight of ten.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's something with the travel, man, it would just throw us off. I'm different. Yeah, it's, I know it sucks. The first couple of days would be brutal, but it's like we couldn't get our feedback under us. Yeah. So that could play into it too. Um, I'm not a believer. I do like them. Huge Gabe Kapler fan. Uh guy has uh at least 10 abs. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> he does like full CrossFit. Has that guy ever eaten a burger, or a burger? Intermittent fasting, keto coffee—like this guy is the real deal. He's probably under five percent body fat as we speak.
0: Has he ever eaten a slice of pizza or a burger in his entire life? I'm,
1: um, I think uh, uh, I don't know if Greek gods are into that. He's not Italian. He's more of a he's
0: uh, up on the Greek gods.
1: Unique, it's a Ziki it, sauce guy.
0: He's not exactly a Greek god when it comes to handling the bullpen, okay?
1: <laughs> Damn. I'm talking about his body, Dan.
0: Well, I'm talking about the way he's used his bullpen in the past couple of years has not been fantastic. Oh.
1: Well, he didn't really have much to work with in Philly, bullpen-wise. Let's be honest. That's fair. Uh, So, no, I'm, I'm out on the Giants. I love what they're doing, but I'm out on them. I don't think they have enough to compete in that division. Not yet. Not Counterpoint.
0: yet. Counterpoint. Mike Kastrzemski is hitting 167, and they're still winning. Without,
1: <sighs> Come yeah, on, yes. Right?
0: Okay, we got one final segment, quick segment. We're going to we? take our break first. I'm going to give you Danny's Daddy of the Week. Come up Danny's Daddy? New segment, Danny's Daddy of the Week. Yes, I came up with that by myself. Uh, my idea. My idea, 100%. Aaron Nola, two-hit shutout, 10Ks against St. Louis, He's everything that Philadelphia needs in order for them to compete for an NL East division title. They don't have starting pitching depth necessarily, but everyone they've been criticizing Aaron Nola because he's not a prototypical ace because he doesn't throw 99. He doesn't throw 98, but you know what? He's an absolute ace because he gets the job done. He's up there with Degrom and Garrett Cole since 2017. I laid out the numbers earlier on the show. His numbers do not lie. He's up there with Scherzer. He's up there with some of the biggest arms in the game. But he doesn't get the, the acclaim that most pitchers get because Philadelphia hasn't made the playoffs since 2011. Since, well, um, I believe it's 2011. He hasn't been on the biggest stage yet, but he's been showing out ever since he got to the big leagues and never gets the attention he deserves. He's Danny's daddy of the week. Do you have a daddy of the week for us, I
1: might. I mean, I wasn't aware of that you created your own segment. Um, running your curveball. So you're putting me on the spot. I'm going to go uh, Sean Kasmar
0: Ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, ever heard of him? Very close.
1: Cool, okay, dude. Dude, last time he was in the big leagues was 2008. Yeah. All right. I was a one year removed from high school. Think about that. He he grinded through 12 full seasons of the minor leagues after being in the big le- listen there's nothing worse than being in the big leagues and then getting sent back to the bushes mm-hmm. nothing is worse 12 years how did he not like quit and just say hey i'm gonna go uh, be a regular human being get a job that actually pays me some money because i i need money to live and support my family he grinded through 12 years in the minor leagues, and now he's back, and they gave him number 53. What a dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> give him number 12. I don't care who's wearing it. Change your number. Do?
0: Why do they do that? Honestly, they always give players like 84. I don't know. It's like like you, you don't have, have much big number.
1: league time, so you're going to be a left guard.
0: Yeah, like, like they have Why other. Why are you giving
1: me number... I was number 64.
0: With who? <sighs> With but Boston, you were eleven.
1: Oh no, With, sixty. You were sixteen. You were sixteen. My rookie year, I was sixty-four. Learn your freaking co-host one time. My whole rookie year, I was sixty-four. You know how I was sixty-four as a rookie for them, Dustin Pedroia. They had faith in me. I let them down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. Hey
1: man. Yeah, I was. I was the big 6 foe. And I raked in 64. People were mad at me when I changed my number to 16. They're like, you should have kept 64. He I should have. I should have. I should have. Yeah. That's like a, I think in the NFL, like most centers wear 64. Yeah. Not
0: really.
1: So they right. looked
0: at your body type and they're like, lineman. Yeah.
1: He's a lineman. He's a little pudgy. Look at those child birthing hips. <laughs> <laughs> uh He's my daddy. John Catmire. Uh, day? Daddy the, of the...
0: Daddy of the week.
1: All right. We'll go with it.
0: It's my segment. I get to decide what I we're like
1: doing. it. We can... I I think you just like... Because you're so... You have such a hard-on for the Padres that you just wanted to use the American... Or the English version of Padres. Daddies.
0: I don't have a hard-on for the Padres.
1: I mean, you have a Giants jersey on. So... Sure. All right. Let's let these people live their lives. We'll talk to them soon.
0: Yep. We'll talk to you later this week. We'll got more episodes. We'll have more giveaways too. Whenever Brooksy's oh, feeling oh, a little tipsy. Mucho,
1: mucho giveaways coming. Follow us. Once we get to a thousand, I got cleats. I got bats. I got signed box fans. I oh, got that's fun. No, I don't have TVs. I need those. I got an Xbox that doesn't work. I'll sign it too. I don't care. <laughs> got a little dust on it. Exactly. Yeah, hey, no, we're we're giveaways if you guys are listening to us and you're following us we want to reward you for that we appreciate your love so more giveaways coming soon
0: for the people listening on monday have a good rest of your monday for the people listening here that couldn't get enough baseball on a sunday have a good rest of your week I a here, let me clear my toes